Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we are still talking high school baseball, and we have Jacob Lenzendorf of KTVO Sports Anchor. Welcome to the program, Jacob. Good to be here, Dave. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, we brought you on because we want to broaden a little bit of our horizons, plus we want to get to know, we want to let our listeners know how to follow uh, everything on KTVO through the playoffs and everything. I know it's a big area, and there's uh, only so much of us, and uh, you would be a great resource for us to talk about some of the teams uh, kind of on the Western side. So uh, let our listen- first let our listeners know about your job at KTVO and how they can follow the playoffs through KTVO. Sure. Yeah, I uh, grew up in Wisconsin, started uh, back in back in uh, November at KTVO as a uh, sports anchor a couple days on the week and then uh, the weekend as well. So I'm the only sports anchor stationed in uh, Atumla. We have two guys that help out with sports um, in Kirksville down there. So they're pretty bored during the summer, the summer months. And I get to be uh, engulfed in the uh, baseball and softball action. So I try to get around as, to as many uh, teams as I can around this time of the year. So with baseball, uh and softball, I guess, playoffs coming up, but baseball playoffs coming up. I'm going to try to be getting to as many games as possible and um, trying to get the stuff on the website is the is the forefront because sometimes it seems the uh, 10 o'clock um, isn't always live per se. So we uh, try to get things or I, I try to get things for sure on the on the um, uh, website and also my social media pages uh ktvo jacob on twitter and then jacob lensdorf ktvo on facebook so if, if i'm at a game you'll be able to see highlights from there after i typically post the highlights right after um and then uh, i'll usually go over highlights the next day on ktvo cbs at 6 30 during the week and uh yeah looking forward to a great great uh baseball playoffs here we have some good teams that are uh, poised to make some deep runs and i was uh, uh kind of standing out because we're the only date that plays uh, summer baseball so uh i, I think our, it gives our kids a lot better chance to get looked at by all the schools and and uh, pro scouts that are out there looking for players they they don't have to you know we're not competing with rhode island and california and massachusetts and and missouri it's just us we're the only game in town right i think it's a, i think it's a great idea um in wisconsin they just have legion they do high school in the spring so it was a different thing to kind of adapt to for me but i'm loving it too so i'm i'm staying busy uh during these months here when the missouri guys are all trying to find stuff to uh talk about in sports so i love it uh love the game of baseball uh really a fan of all the sports around here and i've really enjoyed getting uh, acclimated to the uh somewhat area when kids don't have to choose between baseball and soccer they don't choose between baseball and golf they don't have to choose between baseball and football you know, I mean, because that's the only sport all summer long. So it's been it's been a wonderful uh, cover. Plus, the weather was terrible in the spring, so that would have made the the baseball season any better. Yep. But let me let me start. Let me ask you just about a few teams that we really like to cover, and, and we covered a lot in basketball. We covered a lot in football, but we uh, you know like say just it's just more expensive now to to travel around and cover in these games. So I've been kind of staying a little closer to home, but. Talk to me a little bit about Oskaloosa Indians baseball team. Oskaloosa Indians baseball team just uh, picked up a uh, good win last night against a uh, tough EBF team. They are set to face Fort Madison, who's 17-7 and in the first round of playoffs. That'll be on the 
eighth of July in the three A bracket. Fort Madison's a solid team. They they fell to Davis County last night five four. Davis County will touch on them. I'm sure them. I'm sure later. But Davis County is a solid team. They took down Fort Madison, um, who's seventeen and seven as I mentioned. So the Oskaloosa team they were on a little bit of a skid. Uh, I think a losing streak of four or five. But they got a win last night against a tough EBF team. And all you need for a uh, a time in this season is just kind of get hot at the right time. Uh, they have some solid, solid hitters on their team. I know Aiden North is one of the uh, bigger names uh, for them. I, I believe he plays catcher. So he's been a, a producer this year. Um, you got guys like, let me see here, um, Charlie North. He's hitting 354 as well. Um, so, yeah, they got some guys. They could make a run. Uh, that Fort Madison team is tough, and they are disciplined. Um, so that'll be a tough game. Um, but the Indians, you never know at this time of the year. They're sitting at 8-19. Um, so, yeah, they could uh, definitely make a run here. You never know at this time of the year. So we'll keep an eye on them for sure. But that Fort Madison team is, is not a draw you'd really love to see if you're if you're Oskaloosa. But that win last night against EBF is really going to uh, help their confidence, I believe. And Fort Madison has a win against Burlington, who seems to really be the class of the 3A around here. Yeah. Poor Madison, poor well, Madison. Well, you mentioned you mentioned Davis County and their team, and that's another team that we haven't had a chance to see. Although I've watched a little bit of it on uh, uh, Facebook Live. So t- tell yeah. me about Davis County and what kind of season yeah, are they so have. It looks like Davis County will be on a, a crash course with uh, EBF here um, pretty soon. Uh, Davis County had a nice one last night, as I mentioned. There isn't really a weak spot in that lineup, um, and their defense was solid last night. Caden Glosser is a guy you want to watch out for. Um, he hits leadoff for them. He's hitting over 400 on the season. And then Justin Matheny is, the, is their ace with a 1-5-1 ERA. He's a lefty and gets a lot of movement. They actually play two games tomorrow night, Davis County and EBF, to close out the regular season. So that'll be interesting to see how that one plays out as a precursor kind of um, to that potential game in the playoffs. Davis County did win a game against uh, EBF earlier this year, five to two as well. But I think Davis County, they're going to try to be uh, a big threat to kind of get back to state here um, this year. Um, they were very solid. Then they had a little bit of a down stretch, but that happens in a long season. And now they're sitting at 19 and nine and they have a first round bye awaiting the winner of Albia and Pella Christian, two teams with uh, 16 losses. So, um, I think it looks to be a crash course for Davis County and EBF um, in that two-way uh, sub-state seven bracket. Well, uh, we did talk a little bit about uh, Eddieville, Bladesburg, Fremont. Uh, when they uh, played Linville Sully and uh, managed to crank out two grand slams uh, in that same game and win that game, the only loss Linville Sully has. Tell me a little bit about Eddieville, uh, EBF. EBF, they're, they're an interesting team. Uh, it's a year of highs and lows for them. I believe they had 26 wins uh, a year ago, and then they fell 5-4 to four at the hands of Davis County, and Davis County obviously went on to go to state. But they have uh, a ton of arms that can throw here in the playoffs. Uh, 11 guys have towed the rubber for them this year, uh, four guys with an earned run average under two. So they got some arms. It's just kind of about that offense for them, and it, they really can hit that long ball, as you mentioned. Ethan Davis kind of stirs the drink for that offense at a 351 average with 23 runs scored on the season. Uh, so that's a team that you, you don't really know what you're going to get. They're 16 and 12 this year. They were uh, they face they will face on the fifth, I believe, Centerville and Sheraton, two teams kind of struggling a little bit here as of late. So uh, I like them to win their first game after their bye, but uh, that game is going to be in uh, Davis County. So 
Um, we'll see how that one plays out, but that is going to be a heck of a game if it's EBF and Davis County. Cause those are two teams that kind of have a rivalry, but um, a lot of arms for EBF. Um, so yeah, it should be, should be a, a, a run that they're looking to make here. And coach, coach Hallgren's a, a great, great coach. Met with him and some of the guys earlier this year, those guys uh, even let me take a little bit of batting practice at their, at their, uh, at their batting practice. So that was, that was fun, but yeah, I wish those guys the best and uh, can't wait to see what kind of performance they put on here in the playoffs. Have you had a chance to see Van Buren? Uh, we haven't had a chance to, to include them in our coverage. Van Buren, I have I have not had a chance to see them. I know they were at a Davis County tournament earlier, um, and I wasn't at the game. I believe um, that I in that tournament, but um, no, I have, don't know too much about them. That they're not one that uh, I was told at least that we are supposed to put in our coverage. So um, not too much on them, no. Yeah, there's a lot of those little schools, you know, and the kids work really hard, and they uh, they just don't have any coverage and. Uh... But we'll uh, we'll keep trying and, and uh, hopefully we'll get get a little bit on them. But uh, well, just tell us in general uh, what are some of the teams that we should be paying attention to that you, that's in your coverage area. Yeah, so I mean, in four A you have uh, Atoma where I'm where I'm stationed, and uh, they're a four seed and they face three seeded Indianola on July eighth. Bulldogs kind of in a weaker conference. A lot of those Des Moines teams are are down this year. These teams played back on May twentieth. It was the first regular season game for Atumla and I believe for Indianola as well. And Indianola won both games by three runs, but they're Atumla actually has the most wins in their sub state with 21, but they got the four seed. Um, they have a lot of those wins with those weaker Des Moines teams, but they're a streaky team. Uh, Tanner Shark, junior lefty having a big year um, on the mound and at the plate, 374 average and leads the team in RBIs and an ERA of 0.66 in 32 innings of work. Bulldogs made it to state last year, but a lot of young guys, some big names graduated last year. And Coach Yeager uh, is looking looking for this to be a year of growth, but I would not be surprised if they, if they make a run. Um, and the winner plays uh, number two, Ankeny, or number five, Des Moines East. I, I believe that'll be Ankeny, who's a tough team. So I think Atumwa, they they play Indianola. They could get that upset because um, they're the four seed against the three seed. And then you never know what could happen against a team like, like Gankney. So if Tanner Shark uh, has a say in it and has some good games, I think Tumwa could make a, a sneaky run here in 4A. Well, 20-plus wins, uh, that's uh, that's an incredible season. Uh, yeah, they, they must really have some powers. And I have seen a, a little bit of them on, uh, on the uh, Facebook Live that they show, but they haven't uh, – uh, but I haven't got a chance to get over there, and we really appreciate that. Well, what what else in the area? Uh, who's like? Let me ask you: this. Who's some of the best pitchers in Southeast Iowa? Some of the best pitchers in Southeast Iowa. Well, I think you have to have um, Shark in there with that zero point six six ERA and over thirty innings of work. Um, another guy too, uh, Cardinal Landon Becker, zero point five four ERA and almost thirty nine innings of work. That guy. I don't know how much you guys know about. Uh, Cardinal and those guys, but Landon Becker is a beast for them. Um, he also leads the team in average and runs scored, I believe. Uh, I like the Comets. Uh, the Comets are a hot team right now, a squad that nobody should want to face in two-way. Uh, winners of seven of their last eight, including a win over Mediapolis, who was unbeaten before I was at that game. And those guys put together a complete game, their defense, offense, the whole thing, base running. Um, Comets have beaten Central Elite twice by 10 runs this year, who, they're, who, they're, who they will play in their first round matchup and then winner faces mid prairie who got a first round buy. So I like Cardinal and Landon Becker. He's a, he's a guy that can, 
that can really uh, do some damage. Yeah, we um, saw we saw the it. Cardinal had beat a very good Sigourney team, and then yep. turned around and beat an undefeated Meepo. So, uh, and I was told uh, before the week, they says, "Hey, pay attention to Cardinal; they're really heating up." Yeah, and they're a young team too. Uh, Coach Coach Renfrew over there uh, is trying to get that culture uh, fixed. In his words, he was saying he was trying to make sure that this is a team that has to be. Um, looking to get tons of wins every year that they deserve it is what he says they put in the work. So uh, it's a young team. It should be interesting to see how they, how they do going forward too. I think they have a couple stud freshmen as well uh, who the names are slipping past my mind, but yeah, they're a team nobody should want to face. Um, and speaking of that Sigourney team, let's, let's talk about them too a little bit, huh? Don't you think? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We, we, we uh, really, that, they're a really good team. I only seen them a few times. They won every time I've seen them and uh, Bo Smith always pitches and, uh, he he's uh, been uh, hotter than a pistol when I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they play Molten Udell uh, July second, Substate six. Uh, I saw them. I got to Sigourney once. Saw the softball team and baseball team in the same day. But the the baseball team um, took down Colfax Mingo. Um, they lost to that tough Cardinal squad. They won three in a row since. Um, Udell doesn't have a win on the season, so I don't see this one being too close. But as you mentioned. Uh, Bo Schmidt and uh, Ken Mullenix both hitting over 500, which is, I mean, that's pretty bizarre. Um, and then Schmidt and the coach's son, Levi Crawford, probably the main starters in the run there. They had a bit of a downstretch, I believe, earlier in the year, but um, they're an experienced bunch. I, I would not be surprised to see them uh, make a run. And if they win, they'd face the winner of Wayne and Melcher Dallas, who I don't see them having too much of a problem with. So Sigourney is a, a team definitely keep your eye out on um, for sure, which you guys know. Uh, very well, I believe. Yeah, and speaking of Levi Crawford and uh, Molinex there, the, they've, they've uh, had a little bit of power display here lately. Yeah, those guys those guys got some pop in the bat. That's always a nice thing to have in your back pocket as those players. So, um, yeah, that's a team uh, that nobody should want to face also. we got a lot of teams that uh, are dangerous this time of year, kind of flying under the radar. You don't really have to be in that top 10 uh, rankings just to be a team that makes some noise in the playoffs, and that's the beauty of it. Well, uh, Pekin has uh, six. Last I checked, they had six guys or more that each have hit a home run or more. Uh, who who's got some? Who's bringing the thunder in Southeast Iowa? Who 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 is actually who's the big power hitter? Big power hitters in Southeast Iowa. I would say I haven't really seen too many uh, home runs in the games that I've been to this year. Here, um, I know that EBF team has some pop in their bats. Um, Cardinal. Um, who is it for Cardinal? Their catcher um, hit a missile when I was there um, not too long ago. Um, but yeah, I've really seen too many home runs. I've seen a lot of. I feel like I've seen a lot more on the on the softball side. Of yeah, things. I know. Uh, I'm very aware of that. There's a girl in Fairfield that just hits home yeah. runs like it's like she's slicing butter. Yeah, mm. and uh, so yeah, I, I, nothing really stands out to me because I haven't really seen too many of them personally. Um, and some of these fences are just so deep these days. It's hard to, it's hard to, uh, get them over, but, um, yeah, Blaine Bryant was the guy, uh, for Cardinal that can really put a charge into him. He was, he went to the warning track, but yeah, haven't been it, haven't been to Pekin yet. Um, trying to get to as much spots as possible, but, uh, they never lined up with my, with my plans. So not sure about that squad, but, um, yeah, they are, um, a team that's trying to make a run here too. Well, what about 3A teams in the area that you cover? 3A teams um, in the area. Well, Fairfield's um, one of them. 
and that's the team also that hasn't lined up with my schedule. I have two days off during the weeks on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, so sometimes it can be tough to kind of get to those. Um, but uh, those teams have played four times this year, it looks like, and uh, Fairfield's won three of them. Um, Connor Lyons leads the Trojans in hitting uh, as his average is 371. Fairfield's a four seed against Keokuk, who is a five seed. Winner plays, uh, you win the prizes, play the top team in 3A assumptions. So that's a tough ask for either side, I would say. Um, but yeah, that game's on July 8th at 7 p.m. as well. Um, I think Nate Smithberg is having a solid year. For yeah, Fairfield we got too. to see Nate Smithberg pitch. He's a left-handed pitcher and, uh, you know, he, he really impressed me. Uh, he, he was a very, very good, uh, left-handed pitcher. He has a nice little curveball that he likes to break right inside on the, on the hitter's hand, very much like Aiden Anderson, the Kyoto, who's only a, a sophomore. And, uh, Aiden had uh, eight when he got his eighth win. Uh, that was the he was leading the state with wins. So, yeah, there's a lot of great great pitching out there. Uh, I've seen a lot of pitchers. Uh, Highland has a kid named Schultz. It's really good, and uh, you know, like I say, uh, you know, Mid Prairie is a really good team. But but uh, what who has some really high batting averages? Tell me about some guys with some really high, outstanding batting averages that you're seeing. Well, I think one person you have to talk about, and one team we haven't talked about yet. Um, when you talk about high batting averages, it's Kyoto and those boys, those boys there just got my first look of those guys, um, earlier here this week, um, made the trip and it was a, a well worth it trip. Um, uh, looks like determination on the faces of those guys. Um, those guys are, those guys are laser focused right now. Colton Clarehan and, uh, Aiden Anderson. I talked to those guys post game, uh, which I'll have a package on with, uh, them and coach McCombs. Uh, here tonight um, on the website and my social media pages if you want to check that out. Uh, but those guys look very uh, determined, and I don't think there will be, looking at my crystal ball, an upset from Danville this year. Uh, that Kyoto team looks to be very solid. Uh, Claire Handboy swinging the bats very well. Uh, I believe Colton is over 500, which is, I yeah, mean, that is just crazy. 571 uh, last time I saw him play. Yeah. Uh, and his little brother, Caden, is just a freshman. Uh, we saw him walk off uh, uh, Linville Sully with a three-run homer with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. I mean, that was Yeah, that's and, a team that can uh, really stick it. Those guys are going to need um, Aiden and uh, Colton to pitch well uh, to make a run because they have the bats for it, I think. And they think that their that they're pitching is a strength. So that's a team I'm definitely keeping an eye on. They have a matchup with uh, Wapolo and Burlington Notre Dame if they can take down Danville. Neither of those two teams – um, kind of looking at those those teams, Burlington Notre Dame's 11 and 12. I don't see too much of a problem with either of those. Obviously, you don't want to overlook anybody at this time of the year, but I think Kyoto has has the arms and also some some hitters to be able to to get some things done. And if Kyoto can win that game, then it looks to be uh, potentially a matchup with New London, who is uh, unbeaten on the season, who I have not seen, but I've heard good things about. So, well, I have seen so many outstanding plays in the outfield. Can you tell me some of the the defensive, you know, really great plays that you've seen here, there uh, in the outfield this year? Well, yesterday for sure, um, there was some great plays made in the Davis County game. Those guys were just just solid, solid defense um, all around the diamond. Uh, and that's going to be, that's a key for any team. I mean, you talk about pitching and hitting a lot when it comes to the playoff time, but the defense is, is a huge thing along with stealing, ba- stealing bases. Um Cardinal has made some solid plays. I've seen a couple uh, diving catches from those guys in Cardinal from the two games that I've played or that I've gone to. So 
yeah, defense is going to be a key. Um, as I only stay at about four or five innings typically for most. Like Just like the home runs, it seems like I always miss the star plays in the outfield. But, uh, yeah, defense is going to be a, a huge thing uh, for any team. It's just kind of judging the balls, too. Like, is, is it going to go over your head? You can't have those, those mistakes because those errors can lead to the one or two runs that will just cost you the game. Well, let's talk about third base. They don't call it the hot corner for nothing. And, uh, boy, I tell you, I'm seeing a, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of balls that, you know, they're screaming down the line. And some of the guys are having a tough time. Yet I'm I'm seeing some pretty good play there, too. Who, who's the third baseman that stands out to you? Third baseman that stands out to me? I, hmm. Let me see here. I know the uh, – who was playing third last night for Davis County? I, he was – Nobody, nobody, nobody jumps out as a third baseman to me. I mean, I'm still trying to learn the uh, the names of everybody, too. I've only been about one game of each. But um, the hot corner is going to be a, a huge a huge key for any team. Um, I know Sigourney has a – don't they have a solid infield? Um, oh, my God, Sigourney. yes, they do. And they have a great third baseman who I can't quite name them off the top my, tip of my tongue, but I've seen him make some great plays. Uh, also, yeah, there's that, some shortstops uh, – one of the best I saw, who uh, only plays it once in a while, is uh, Colton Clarahan. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see him play shortstop, I, I think he's a better shortstop than he is a pitcher, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I did. He when I was at the game that uh, earlier this week, he did pitch six six innings, sixteen strikeouts, which is uh, crazy. He had the off speed pitch, he had everything working. He almost had an immaculate inning one one inning, I believe, which is nine uh, nine pitches, three strikeouts, but. Uh, yeah, he, he's a he's a guy I, I would not be surprised if he can play a, a nice shortstop because that guy looks like a, a crazy athlete for the Eagles. But, yeah, he pitched when I was there uh, six six strong innings, so he'll be a big factor big factor um, in the mound and probably in the field too when uh, Aiden's on the ball. they got one of the best parks there in Kyoto, don't they? Yeah, that's a nice park for sure. They've got that – that uh, they're all low. You know, there's this, like, hill – and then the flat area where everybody can sit in the shade and they sit in the armchairs and you can watch the girls game and the boys yep. game just as at the same time. And it's a great atmosphere. And the, and the Kyoto is a baseball town. They love baseball, don't they? Yeah, I'm, I'm still still getting uh, acclimated to the area. So it's nice to see like which towns uh, kind of pride themselves on different sports. But it, you can kind of tell that Kyoto has like a history of, of winning here. And uh, Coach McCombs is trying to – make sure that keeps going and they just keep uh, putting their best foot forward. And when they have um, guys like Caden Clare, who's a freshman, I mean, that seems to be a program in pretty, pretty good hands there. Um, they'll be good for some years to come, but 16, 16 wins this year. I was looking on uh, varsity bound when looking at some stats for them from the, for the highlights from the game earlier this year, looks like on varsity bound, which goes back to like 2007, they haven't had 16 wins since varsity bound was was created so um a really good season for them they're excited to see what those guys can do well there's so many great teams around here in uh, class a uh you know uh, north mahaska is good sigourney's good Kyoto's good uh highland or uh, i think it might be 2a but uh north uh, new london seems to be the the class of the class of the class around here and they may i'm thinking they may be the team that might get us a state championship from southeast iowa yeah, I think they definitely could. Look at the bottom of that bracket, too, um, since I haven't been to a New London game. I also haven't been to Moravia, but I've heard some good things about Moravia. 18-6 and six on the season. They'll face Seymour uh, this Saturday. Um, looks, sounds like they have a good a good squad there. 
Uh, would not be surprised to make, see them make a, a run in the bracket, but they have to play Southeast Warren, who's 15-7 and seven, uh, if they win and if Southeast Warren wins. And uh, Southeast Warren took them down se- or nine days ago. So that's a team at the bottom of the bracket um, who could face off with Sigourney if both teams keep winning here. Um, but Moravia is a team that we like to keep an eye on a little bit, just more so for scores, updating scores in, the, in, the, in that aspect. But uh, would not be surprised to see those guys in 1A as well. Well, we saw Don Bosco play uh, Sigourney, and uh, it was nothing, nothing at the end of the fourth. Kind of wound up getting stretched out because Bosco's hitters really crushed it. And they, they had a pitcher, I can't remember his name, but he was throwing 90 miles an hour. And then uh, a couple the week later, they went down and played New London, and New London just just knocked them off like it was nothing. So, yeah. and I think I think they were number five in the state or something when they did that. So, uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, <laughs> let's let's get to the. We're, we're running a little short on time. Let's get to how we can follow the, the playoffs on uh, through KTBO through the website through the social media sites and let everybody know what the website is, what the what the social media is, and how to follow uh, sports through KTBO. Sure, uh, KTBO. Uh, the website is ktbo.com/sports. You'll find the highlights from all the games that we're uh, we're we're at here in this stretch of things. I'm going to see if the Missouri boys want to come up and help me out a little bit with some with some video from these different teams, so we can get as much coverage as possible uh, for these squads that are looking to make a run towards state. So the website's a good spot to find some uh, just raw highlights of things that happened in the game. Um, my social media page is at KTBO Jacob on Twitter and Jacob Lenzendorf KTBO on Facebook. I'll post those highlights there as well um, for highlights on TV and things of that nature. 6:30 on CBS, the games that I go to that next day they'll air. They'll air there. Um, so yeah, we're just going to try to cover as much as as possible here. Um, me having my off days, as I mentioned on Wednesday and Thursday, that will take away from some, but we'll see how many things we can get to here and, and try to cover as much of these great athletes as possible because it's a it's an exciting time. It looks like we're going to have some more squads uh, back to state this year, and I can't wait to see which ones. Well, we've been talking to Jacob Linsdorf of the, of the he's a sports anchor for KTVO, and you were a, the perfect guest to cover a lot of the area that we just haven't been able to cover, you know, but we're, you know, like I say, we're not, we don't, it's not that we don't care about those teams. It's been a, uh, you know, in football season, everybody's got one game a week and you got all week long to plan about that one game, but baseball, these teams quite often play six games and, yeah. and it's just, and there's so much action every night. And, uh, but we, we appreciate you. I'm going to uh, release this individually. And then I, I do a show called this week and, in high school baseball and i'll put that put this in there and you can be the special guest each week i have a special guest and uh, really appreciate you being with us jacob yeah thanks so much dave for having me i love talking about it and uh can't wait for uh the playoffs here to see what happens well uh if you don't mind i'm gonna keep your phone number in the rolodex and uh call you during the playoffs if that's okay you bet you bet well, we've been talking to Jacob Lindorf of the KTVO uh, Sports Anchor. KTVO is a great channel and a great resource for everybody to uh, keep up with the local sports. Uh, appreciate having you on the show. Yep, thanks for having me, Dave. All right, this is Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues, and thanks for listening.